Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider. Week three, we're talking high school football. Um, it's our weekly podcast presented by Bob Rose, Point After, North End Zone, and West Side Pizza. Uh, thanks to Terry and Bob for their sponsorship. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, Mitch, big week uh, here in the state of Iowa uh, this weekend, Iowa, Iowa State. But uh, we'll first talk a little uh, high school football where um, there's a couple intriguing games here going on. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how these, these ball games play out. Um, we'll go ahead and start with tomorrow night's kick, uh, Thursday night football, TNF uh, over at Olsen Stadium. And it's Lamar's Bulldogs checking in at 2-0, and visiting the Sioux City East Black Raiders at 2-0 and as well. Yeah, and I uh, both teams I know – are either ranked or receiving votes in the respective classes. You know, Lamar's out to a very impressive 2-0 start, first 2-0 start they've had in, um, I think, 10 or so years. It's, it's a very, very long time for them. Um, usually they get tripped up one of their first couple games, uh, run into a bandsaw of a better 3A team mm-hmm. you normally know, play. But, you know, they put up impressive two first games together um, against two teams in the area um, that are struggling right now. Um, but, you know, you put the tail of tapes together and you, you're putting a, a good 3A team up against a really good 5A team. Um, and we'll, we'll see how everything matches up. Um, you know, Lamar's has got a big enough school. I think they're about 4A and a lot of other uh, things. So they're, they're a big, big school. And, uh, you know, they're going to put some big boys out there. It's just going to be, you know, we have seen – we've seen teams that we thought could give East a little bit of a test so far mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of bow out against them. And that, that defense is, is so for real. It's un, unbelievable. And, and I, I, I will be hard for me to pick against any, um, anyone except for East uh, just because of how good that defense is. Um, and, you know, I think they're going to have to – it's going to have to turn out to them playing a Des Moines area, you know, 5A school um, for them to really get their, their first test just because – and I'm not saying that the, the teams that they play don't have athletes on the field. Yeah. It's just how much pressure they can consistently give up. We watched North play two weeks in a row, and we're like, this North offense is legit. Yeah. First drive, they were third and 50. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's just the, the pressure that, that East front four bring. Then you add their linebackers in that, that blitz, you know, um, every so often. And then you got guys in coverage that are basically – they take receivers out of the game. Uh, yeah. you, you just don't get thrown to. It's yep. it's very hard for an offense to move the ball. And this team in Lamar's has done a lot really well through the air, but they don't run the ball. So they're already kind of putting themselves in a one-dimensional game that spells for uh, good cooking for Sioux City East. Yeah, it does. If you look at uh, uh, Lamar's under head coach uh, Ken Vigdon, his second year last year they went four and five. They're making progress. He's he's establishing his program, but as you spoke to, um, the rushing game is a concern. If you're going to go up against that East defensive front, they have senior running back Elijah Doherty. Um, he has 25 carries for 78 yards. It's 3.1 yards per carry. Um, so up against it, and then uh, quarterback uh, junior Tegan Castle. Um, he'll, he's ran the ball 20 times for 72 yards. Um, he's 20 for 37 through the air for 260, uh, two touchdowns and one pick. Um, I just, I'm not sure where the points are going to come from for the Bulldogs tomorrow night and, uh, East, you know, you had mentioned the job that he did against North. I'm impressed with North. I think North has a good football team. 
and East set the tone very early defensively. Um, I've, if I think back to it, I believe East deferred um, and then kicked to North. And, I mean, they set the tone right away. And you had mentioned the third and 50 in the first possession. So they just overwhelm you defensively. Um, Pittenger, Nick Wells, um, linebackers Shasau and Wavernack are doing a really good job. Um, but another thing they're getting a chance to do is develop even more depth behind those kids. Um, so they have some younger kids that are starting to surface now and getting some snaps under their belt. So they're preparing uh, for the long haul when they go face these 5A schools in Des Moines. Um, you know, they're going to have a little bit more in their, their arsenal here defensively. And I think like Lamar's, their first two games, you know, they, they played in an impressive first two games, that crazy home opener against Sergeant Bluff and then a, a 28 to nothing shutout against um, Bishop Heelan. They really hung their hat on defense, and I feel like if you look at the the game against North, is North has a good defense, yeah. and and North has a you know I would say probably one of the better defenses around this area, um, the best being Sioux City East. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to ever get into a battle where you're going to out try to out defense someone, um, especially in the game against East. And I think with with Lamar's does is they've won and hung their hat on a lot, their first two games is. Our defense is good. We just need to get a couple points on the board and just, you know, I'm, it sounds really cliche, but outscore our opponents yeah. and, and we'll, the game will wither it away. It seems mm. a lot like a team that plays in Iowa City a lot. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and if it works, it works. It's understandable. Mm-hmm. But you're going to mm-hmm. run into a team, um, and I'll, I'll compare the East to a, a Wisconsin if you're, mm-hmm. if you're an Iowa Hawkeye fan. And – you, you run into a team that plays kind of the same style as you, has a really good defense, but can really pound the ball running-wise and air it out. And we saw what happened last year with Iowa-Wisconsin. Yeah. I yeah. think it could be kind of the same matchup mm-hmm. um, with uh, Lamar's and, and Sioux City East. I kind of like that analogy of Wisconsin-Iowa yeah. game yeah. Um, because Lamar's has some intangibles on defense to really hold the game in check. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they have enough on offense to keep this game close. But, you know, it'll be a great game to kick off this this week. We'll have it on Metro Sports Television. I'll be happy to call it. Um, you know, I just – and, and again, if, if they already keep it close, that's great because I want Sioux City East to get a test before they go and play some, some yeah. Des Moines schools. Um, I just don't know with, with the depth and what everyone has that they're going to see offensive arsenal-wise if, if it's going to be much of a challenge for this defense for Sioux City East. Yeah, that's true. Um, one, one note of interest um, regarding Lamar's is they have a sensational sophomore kicker. Um, Giovanni Cabongo. Um, he's had nine kickoffs, four touchbacks. He's one for one field goals, six for six PATs. And I know just in working with, um, I work for uh, Prep Red Zone Iowa, I know he's a kid that a lot of bigger schools have their eye on. So very talented kicker. So if, And he's also a punter as well. So they're, we're field talking position. about field position, Absolutely. you know. And, I mean, East – defense has given their offense some short fields to play on here at uh, the beginning of the season, and you may see that continue. But I think that Cole Ritchie's due for a breakout game. I think he's been a little bit quiet, um, and I think that, uh, you know, nobody's really challenged Lamar's uh, through the air yet, so to speak. So 
Um, I look for a big night out of uh, Kellen Jacobson at receiver, probably Preston Dobbs. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, I think Cole Ritchie will be in rhythm. I think it'll. Uh, it's a it's a tough it's a tough deal for Lamar's um, to take on this this East High team that's on fire right now. So we'll uh, we'll see how that one plays out, Mitch. Absolutely, I I, I think um, I kind of agree with you. I I think with just what East has. You know, offensively, because they not not only can they go through the air, they've they've proven that they can go on the ground with Wabernick and Shashow. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've seen Cole Ritchie too to like, especially in the game last year where he can take off and run too. He mm-hmm. hasn't really added that element to his game yet. Um, but just where do they have at their receiver, Destiny Adams, uh, Rob Emerson, Logan Dolphin at tight end, um, JJ Gosh. I mean, they have. Yeah. Got, Eight or nine receivers that are that are deep that are good. I mean, obviously you have to key in on uh, Kellen Jacobson, and then I would say Preston Dobbs would be their number two receiver. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so hard with with especially you're not playing a, with a college or NFL roster. You don't have you're not normally six seven deep at DB. Yeah. You probably have one or two guys that can really go lock it up. Yeah. But you you have to then all of a sudden put your linebacker that's supposed to be in run coverage now on a tight end. It's so hard mm-hmm. with how Goodwin and this offense really spread the field. Yeah. For you to cover yeah. at the high school level. And one other thing I'd like to mention is just. What a good decision maker Cole Ritchie is. I yes. mean, he's he protects the football. He moves the offense. He moves the chains. Um, you know, and it's nice to have that senior leadership back there. And uh, I mean, I've just seen this kid grow on the basketball floor, and it's you know parlayed over into the uh, football field here for Sioux City East. So uh, good things coming for them. And uh, I think tonight ends up being a or excuse me, tomorrow night, Thursday, ends up being a good night for East. Yeah, and a team that has so far had a good start of their season, two teams actually that have had good starts to their season, that are playing um, out-of-conference um, games will be West Sioux Central Line. I think that's probably yeah. the game of the week. Um, last couple matchups haven't really fared well for West Sioux. Uh, just with Central Lion being so much bigger, and mm-hmm. and I think the the role that Central Lion's on right now is a, if you're West Sioux, it, it's scary. Um, I mean th- this team's dominated yeah. teams. Boyden Hall's runner up last year. I understand they lost a lot of kids in the in the 3A bracket, and then Sergeant Bluff. I understand again don't have their starting quarterback. Lost a lot of guys from last yeah. year. 52 to seven, 42 nothing. Yeah. Now you're not you're playing teams. Are a team in West Sioux that's better offensively than both those teams combined. Mm-hmm. Um, probably better defensively than both those teams combined, but just at a smaller scale. I don't know if West Sioux has enough in the tank to really – I mean, they can slow down Central Lion, but I think Central Lion just is, is a little bit better than by maybe one, if not two touchdowns. I still think that this game is going to be a game that they've played in the last couple of years. It's going to be a very high-scoring game. You could see like a 42-35 type game. Yeah, you um, could. Dylan Wiggins and, and the Lineots and Boltmans, they're going to get theirs. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't care how good of a team Central Lion is on defense. Mm-hmm. They're going to get theirs. Mm-hmm. But on the other side – Lutmer. Yeah. And, and to me, he's a wild card. Oh, yeah. Just with what he does everywhere, through the air, on the ground. Um, and then they got some some dudes at receiver. Um, Reese Randersey, um, mm-hmm. Andrew Austin, Elbert. I mean, they got a lot of guys that can really spread you out. And they're, they're an older class, dude. All juniors and seniors on this, this team. They went through it last year where – 
they they felt like they lost some games that they were in that they shouldn't right. have lost, and they're leaving absolutely no doubt on the table this year. Um, so I think you know in a game that that could be tightly contested, I give Central Line the upper hand. I just think that they're um, an overall better football team. Um, with obviously them being a class up too, it helps yeah. a lot more size. Um, but they'll be able to dictate. I think later on, close game through three quarters. Later on in the fourth quarter yeah. is when Central Line will put like a, a final touching on the, the the touchdown or two to go up by one or two scores, which will end up uh, putting it in for West Sioux. But you'll get all you can and more out of West Sioux. Um, this will be, I think, their only blemish on the year. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm really excited to see what they put put together for a, a team that's a class up above them. Yeah. And you they you they already know they're going to get their best shot out of them. Yeah, exactly. And I think. West Sioux, um, you know, if they win, great. If they lose, not a big deal. Because I think that this game tape's more valuable to them than, than any other tape they're going to have. Absolutely. So they're really going to be able to teach off this tape, win or lose, and they're, they're very capable of winning. I just think that Central Lion may – I'm kind of in agreement with you that the fourth quarter rolls around. They may have a little something in the tank. But uh, we shall see. But uh, good, good game there, and – um, there'll be a ton of fans there too. That'll be uh, well attended. Oh yeah, both both teams travel well, and both teams uh, crowds are, are very well represented. I think you know it's they have really rich traditions at both yeah, schools, they do. and both schools. you know they've been they've been really good, mm-hmm. and you know sniffing state titles as of years late. Um, you know West Sioux obviously a little bit closer than than Central Lion, um, but I think you know Central Lion really thinks that this could be their year, and the way mm-hmm. that they've started off the season. I'm not going to sit here and tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. Um, I think they're the, probably the most impressive team I've seen. They and, have a good and, offensive line. Too. Yes, and, the Van Wy kid's good in at tackle in the in their their conference. You know, um, I think that with with the the bracket and who they play, they run up against. They have a shot to to definitely go to the dome, if not you know compete for a state title. Yep. Um, as does West Sioux, with just how yeah. how physically demanding they are. Um, and I I know we're gonna catch a great game uh, on Friday night. Uh, it's just gonna depend on who comes out and wins. And like I said, I would not be surprised if West Sioux handed Central Line a yeah. loss. No. Um, but I'm also not gonna be you know surprised or I'm not gonna be uh, disappointed if I'm a West Sioux fan. If if we end up, you know, we're to lose by two touchdowns because they are a very very gifted team, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I tell you what, we'll go to a game on Friday that you and I are gonna uh, attend. That's yeah. Galen Catholic, Lawton Bronson, yep. and and Galen Catholic kind of fly under the radar, <clears throat> just outside um, receiving votes. You know, start off the season one and one, um, a very very good team. Um, and they're going up against a, a Law and Bronson team that, so far, um, level of competition hasn't been to where what Galen's played against. But I tell you what, what they put on the on the stats and they, what they put on tape is uh, it's hard to look away from. Yeah, it really is. And I've I've attended a couple uh, Law and Bronson practices, uh, been to a game, and uh, Braden Heiss. Uh, they they have a class of juniors that are really outstanding athletes and they're making some hay off that but they've got some important seniors that are involved in their success so far too so really it's a nice mix of juniors and seniors um, that they have up and down the roster here Uh, but uh, Braden Heiss he can throw dimes If, if he has time to throw and he has a variety of receivers that he can throw to uh junior Caleb Garnan is what I consider to be a college prospect 
at wide receiver. Um, also, Jesse Olerking is another kid um, that can do some damage. Uh, Loudon Grimsley, the track kid, um, you know, he can uh, – he just runs off coverage. I mean, you can throw underneath him. The ball doesn't have to go to him, but he's going to take his man deep. And then, you know, you got less people in the box. There's just a lot of creative ways that Coach Garnan um, utilizes these kids in his offense, and the, it's, it's a fun team to watch. But I will say the one – place where they've really shored up is defensively I think that's where they've really grown between the end of last year and the beginning of this year so the first real test defensively comes this Friday night at Lamar's Galen and I'm excited that we'll be there for it yeah you talk about their their shutout 65 nothing win over Missouri Valley and you know we we know what Missouri Valley brings to to the table you know that predominantly haven't been a high valued uh, high school football team but uh, still, the numbers are just, I mean, are just screaming off the, the, the tape for here. Uh, Brandon Heiss with his 446 and seven touchdowns, which um, are both, uh, I believe both are school, school records. records yeah. Um, yeah. Yards in a game, that's uh, mm-hmm. absolutely insane. Almost, you know, 450 yeah. in a game and seven touchdowns. That's, I mean, and it, not only seven touchdowns to one guy, he spread the wealth out. Yeah. Uh, you know, he talks about Garnan, five catches, 127 yards, three touchdowns. He also had a pick and a fumble recovery. Yeah. So you talked about that getting better on the defensive side. They, they've mm-hmm. done, they've definitely mm-hmm. won the turnover margin in both their games, and that's going to be a huge factor in the game as well. Um, Loudon Grimsley, five catches, 134 yards, two touchdowns. And then Jesse Olerking, three catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. So he had three receivers over 100 yards receiving. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know the last time I've seen that in any level. Yeah, um, pretty good. It's super impressive. Uh, but when you go and look on the other side offensively for, um, for Galen, Connor Kraft at quarterback, stone for 300 yards through the air, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You have a rushing attack in Aiden Spangler, who's rushed for 187 yards and two touchdowns. And then their main go-to receiver, um, Keaton Bonderson, 154 yeah, receiving yards. I'm anxious to watch him. And, and two touchdowns. So we have chess pieces on each side yeah. of the board. Yep. And we're really going to see how um, both teams fare. I think it's going to be a really great matchup. Uh, Lamar's Galen having the, the home field advantage might do a little bit in with it. Um, I'm very, very anxious for this game. Yeah, I am too. And and another kid that I wanted to mention uh, on Lawton Bronson Eagle offense is running back Braden Williams. If they start overplaying the pass, they have a really good inside running game, uh, and their offensive line blocks pretty well up front. So he's very capable of keeping them off balance. They can't just sit on the pass. So um, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, uh, Galen's rotating from man-to-man to to zone or what they're going to do. So I'll be watching those linebackers and uh, watching watching which keys they're looking at and determining, you know, what what that game plan is uh, for Lawton Bronson. Yeah, and and Galen, you know, their first game – Win over Unity Christian. Second game, have to play a really, really talented Hartley Melvin Sanborn with uh, Cyclone recruit Cooper Evil, Evil at yep. quarterback. Yeah. Um, do, they don't throw the ball, but Cooper and them, they run the heck out of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, I mean, they, they put it ground and pound against this, this Galen team. And I like how you mentioned the running attack because uh, they got gashed in the game for Hartley Melvin Sanborn. 557 rushing yeah. yards Hartley yeah. had yeah. in the game with seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So 
if you're able to lock up and, and let's say that Heiss isn't able to throw, you give it to your workhorse at yeah. running back and let yeah. your big boys in the line really. They're going to give you four or five yards, take it. And then it, and then you're able to kind of shrink the defense in and all of a sudden you have to, to put more guys in the box and honor the run and then you open it up and give one-on-one -on -one coverage to your receivers. I think that, both that, teams are going to play into that, that that field just to run the ball early. I think you're going to see a lot more passes in the second half. This game's going to be close, Marty. I'm really yeah, excited to I be know. able to attend it. Good matchup between two local yeah. teams, um, and and I think you know it's going to be the the difference of a team going like Galen going from two and one to one and two. I think it's going to be really like kind of how their season plays out is if they're yeah, able to I mean, stop guys on defense and put right. up enough points on offense. Yeah, if you're Lawton Bronson, you get to three and zero. You know, there's eyeballs moving your way. So, but the one thing I wanted to mention too is Coach Garnan is an excellent play caller um, in. The thing about him is he's extremely patient. So, I mean, they are going to force something if it's not there. If they can uh, count the hats in the box to block, they'll run the ball. Yeah. He's, so he's he's a good play caller. Good yeah, he's, play he's caller. coached on multiple levels. Too. Yeah. So he, he yeah. understands the game of football. And, you know, yeah. I think it's it's shown in his time um, at Lawton Bronson. They're, they're definitely doing yeah. more offensively than I've seen in – in multiple years, and they've had some. I mean, there's some good athletes oh, yeah. that go through yeah. these there's smaller some schools. There, yeah, and uh, you know, he just—it's good progression um, with, with him there as head coach. It's a good fit, one, and then two, he's got a familiarity with a lot of the talent there. So, yep, uh, excited to watch that one in Galen uh, Friday night. And then we'll go Friday night's homecoming for the North Stars. Yep. Sioux City North, they take on the Des Moines North Polar Bears, who are yep. off to a quite surprising 2-0 uh, start to the year. Uh, they play two of the other Des Moines schools that uh, more rarely aren't uh, very sought after towards the, the end of the season. But, you know, Sioux City North starting off the year um, at 1-1 one one, uh, against their, their loss to – their last loss to a – Sioux City East team, and uh, you know they, I like what I've seen out of this offense, and and even more so out of the defense. I thought their defense played extremely well against East. Mm -hmm. um, I think you know they had the the blocked uh, punt that was returned for a touchdown. Other than that, I think East scored twenty one points on offense, and it had a limited field, not a lot of field to work with. So, yeah. um, with with the positions that the offense unfortunately put them in, I thought that North defense played extremely well. Um, you're going up against a, a different defense this week, mm -hmm. so be able to move the ball a little bit better. Um, I want to see um, how how this offense responds. We know, you know, Carson's been through a lot of adversities being the the starter over the last couple of years, um, and I I really want to see how these running backs do. You know, yeah. you had Young and Harrell in, yep. in the backfield really got kind of swallowed up in the game against mm -hmm. East. Had a really good front. Now is a game after you had a week of film, week of study, tweak some things, really see how those guys respond. I think they could have monster games. Uh, and then if they, if they end up having some good games, you know, it's going to obviously give uh, Carson more time in, in the pocket, get him more comfortable, and then he'll be able to kind of find his receivers um, throughout the way. And he's got some height at receiver, and they've spread the wealth extremely well. Um, looks like they got about eight or nine guys that have – have caught passes um, for for a decent amount of yardage this year, so they can definitely spread the the wealth. And as far as uh, North, they run the ball heavy. 
Uh, only 96 yards total offense. They've only uh, completed nine passes, but they've ran the ball already for 723 yards in their two games. Um, and their, their, their stud uh, running back, um, Aaron Gonkren, is going to be a guy that North's going to have to stop. 31 carries, 504 yeah. yards, and six touchdowns. And he has a long of 91. So he's got some speed to burn. Um, and he's a, he's a big um, guy to take down. So North's going to have to do a really good job of, you know, staying to attention detailed, packing the box when you have to. And then you're going to have to leave your corners on some islands. And you're going to have to trust them in the passing game. But you, you take away the the rushing attack of the of Des Moines North, and I think you're in really good hands. Um, whereas they're not as multidimensional as Sioux City North is, but still really intriguing matchup um, for North playing homecoming. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I, I think that North will get the running game back on track, but um, there is a, a, a player for uh, the Polar Bears that uh, North and fans attending will want to watch. He's University of Iowa football commit, uh, David Cocker. Um, he's 6'4", 250, defensive end, strong side defensive end. So uh, really good athlete there. So uh, might be a good matchup to watch there along the line of scrimmage um, Friday night there, Mitch. Yeah, then they, they do – they have thrown him a pass, uh, just one for seven yards. Probably his more of a tight end role for them. Yeah. Um, but but going to be really huge, especially – so you, East – comes into town and they have a really good defensive front mm -hmm. um you know countered by wells and pittinger yep. now you bring north in and they have our the des moines north in and they have uh david cocker and you know he's going to be a guy to where you're probably going to have to to sh shade a running back to the side yeah, yeah. Chip and, and, and chip yep. him um or maybe have a tight end over on the side and just get get, get him off of his movements um, and I think that Des Moines North runs a good enough style on defense to where, you know, if, they, if they're getting chipped or they know they can get pressure on the right or the left side of North's offensive line, they're going to do that. They're going to shift uh, him over to the other side um, because they're going to try to get any statistical advantage that they possibly can. So um, I think that's going to be a great, great matchup. Is you, a lot of times, especially when you play teams um, that are, you know, statistically not the, the, the greatest, you don't go against elite talent. So for them to be able to get uh, to go up against a, a really good defensive end, it's really going to test North's offensive line. I'm excited to see the matchup. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. Um, lots of good individual matchups, um, but I do think um, that North will get that running game on track again Friday night. Should be a good one to watch. Yeah, Absolutely, be a fun one. And we yeah, we're getting ready to to round up here, but. We never really do this, but I have a lock of the week for you, Marty. Okay. <laughs> um, we got Alphabet Soup. We haven't talked about them a lot this yeah. year. They're off to a 2 and 0 start. Yep. That is OABCIG and your boy, um, Becca DeGene. Yep. They go against ESAC County, who they have had their number for the last seven matchups, 7 and 0 against them. Um, first meeting in 2010 was close, 7 to nothing. Um, but if you just look at the, the yards and the stats, this game could have running clock by halftime. Yeah, it really uh, could. It, it, could, it could get out of hand. Um, just passing yards, 446 for two games for OABCIG, 49 for East Sac County. Yeah. They don't move the ball um, on the in the air and then on the ground, 133 yards for East Sac County, 450 for OABCIG. I see a lot of similarities into their last two games, which ended 46 to seven and 49 to seven. 
I think this game's around the the region of a 52-7 game. Yeah. Could get really ugly. Um, but I, if if you hey, if you're betting on high school sports, first <laughs> off, there's probably a, there's a number that we'll put on the bottom uh, of this podcast. Go get some help. Uh, but if you're <laughs> if you're if you're betting on high school sports, I got the the lock of the week for you. OABCIG is gonna roll, and uh, you know we're we probably won't talk about them a lot throughout the year. Um, but they're gonna sneakily get. To five six and zero, oh, yeah, and and you're gonna have yeah. to start talking about them again. I think they're gonna make another uh, a run to the to the dome again. Um, they got knocked out of the playoffs last year, and I think that mm-hmm. didn't sit well with a lot of the seniors mm-hmm. on that on that uh, that and then the coaches on that staff. And you know they're coming back and they're hungry. They're gonna they're gonna prove yeah. that they're gonna be back there. And you know Beckett's already won one. Our yeah. Cooper's won one, and so now it's Beckett's turn to to show up. Be like, hey, I, I'm just like. Just like older bro at Iowa, so I can win one too. So yeah. excited to see them throughout the year, but uh, just had to. I, we saw the the matchup, and I was like, I remember the game and last it, year, and it was yeah. got out of hand early. So I just wanted to look, check to make sure. Yeah. Look for a big night out of senior running back Griffin Dearson, um, and then Gabe Winterode out at receiver too. So it'll uh, it'll turn into a track meet in a hurry, I'm sure. Um, so uh, that's our wrap for this week. We appreciate you guys listening in. Thanks again to Bob Rose Point After. Um, North End Zone and West Side Pizza. And we'll speak to you this weekend on our Saturday podcast from Hawk's Hawk's Coffee Coffee Shop. Shop.